Welcome to Because You Need to Know. I am Edwin K. Morse, President and Founder of Pioneer Knowledge Services. This series is your digital resource of valuable conversations with nonprofit and knowledge management enthusiasts from across industries and from around the globe. Hello, I'm Mandy Webster. I'm the Information Services Manager at Brown Jacobson, a large law firm with offices all around England. One of the most interesting things near me is Nottingham itself. It's a city built on sandstone, which means there's lots of man-made caves underneath most of the buildings. And some of the businesses still use these. So like the old trip to Jerusalem, which is the oldest pub in England from 1189. And it's supposed to be where the Crusaders set off from with Richard the Lionheart. And they still use the caves for storing beer and wine because it's the ideal temperature under there. But probably the most famous cave is Mortimer's Hole. And that's underneath Nottingham Castle. That's where Edward III crept into the castle and surprised his mother, Isabella, the she-wolf of France and her lover, Roger Mortimer, after they'd, let's say, murdered his father in excruciating circumstances. Jeez, I had no idea all that was right in your neighborhood. And it sounds like I need to go find out about where this uh, pub is. Oh, definitely worth a visit. Do attorneys handle knowledge better than the average person? That's a good question. <laughs> I think that some of them do. Okay. Some of them really get the knowledge management angle. Some of them like to hang on to what they see as their USP, which is their individual knowledge gained over the years. Yeah, yeah that beneficial experience to get somebody to the point where they can just operate innately, right? They have the knowledge in them. They just know how to navigate the world. But how do you get those folks the folks that are the laggards or the ones that don't want to play well, how do you get them interested? I think you've got to explain some of the benefits to them and see what's in it for them as well as developing earlier careers, lawyers as well. Explain to that. What do you mean? I think it can develop the earlier careers lawyers so that they can take on some of the tasks and free up the more experienced ones to do maybe some of the more interesting work mm. for them mm -hmm. and some of the more business development type issues as well then become available for them to devote time to. Well, I would assume, and this is a big assumption, that attorneys are probably a little more process-oriented out of the three legs of KM, people, process, and technology. They're probably a little tied to process just because of their makeup. Is that a true assumption? It might be to an extent. I think it depends what kind of work they're doing. Um, transactional work mm. will be much more of a process. But some of the litigators, it's not necessarily as much of a process then. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because they have to be in that framework of free thinking and, and be able to extract and abstract and all those things up here, right? So it's an internal 
mechanism, if you will, an ability that brings that capacity. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it does end up being litigation. Um, mm. But the whole chain working towards that, I think, is much more people and their own internal knowledge. The litigation process is much more people orientated and people's own internal knowledge as well, rather than being process driven in the same way as transactions are. Is there an age difference in flexibility in this ability? Do you see any telltale characteristics of what type of, if you had to predict who was going to do well in knowledge sharing and who was not, do you have any characteristics that pop up or age group? Is that a thing? Does it matter? No, I don't think it does. You get some of the more experienced lawyers who have, let's say, nurtured trainees and brought them on, and they're very good at this kind of thing. And you get some of the younger lawyers, um, some of the trainees and so on, who are very used to sharing i think social media makes some of the younger ones very used to sharing information which maybe you wouldn't have shared a few years ago sure i don't see really an age difference between the ones who mm -hmm. do share the knowledge and the ones who don't okay. is there any special onboarding process you do to bring attorneys online to this organizational structure that's special or significant? Um, yeah, we do quite a lot of onboarding. And of course, just recently, it's been virtual, a lot of it as well. We have developed different online techniques for onboarding people. Um, one of the things that we do with the KM team is a lot of research training. I do some of the research training where we try to get them to think about the resources that are available to them, both the legal databases, internal know-how, precedents, and expertise as well. So I do a kind of speed dating game, mm. give them a simple problem, and then get them to think about which would be the best resource to use for that. I always find that the more fun training is, the more that people remember about it what? because it's not what they're expecting. Fun and training together? Nobody does that. Oh, they do. <laughs> there's, there's lots of gamification of learning. Yeah. So you're bringing up a good point that I find is a failure in a lot of organizations is they don't, in this orientation, in this way to develop contextual understanding and that's really what you're talking about is how do you know where to go who to see who to talk to where to find yeah. the data right because you're looking amongst data yeah. and information and this is really a, a, a poignant piece because this is an easily misstep that organizations do is they don't socialize the tool set the knowledge set the the organizational structure, the people, you know, they don't lay down a way other than a manual. Oh, here's your three ring binder of stuff in case you get, it's a rainy day and you don't have anything else to do, right? It's, it becomes a, a misaligned intent because you're really not engaging them to understand and or learn. And what you're saying is, is that you've taken that and you've created a demonstration and an engagement where they can experience how to 
Yeah, exactly. So last year when we had our new trainees join us, they had lots of training. And then normally when we can physically be together, I would test how much they've remembered through a board game that I made. But because we were together, I came up with an escape room and we put them into little teams, which helped them to get to know each other. Because obviously they were meeting for the first time virtually as well. And they absolutely loved it. So they had to work out clues and solve the clues using different resources. And then they got an hour to escape. And they all made it out on time and they all loved it. I'm sure. And they want to do it again. They're like, hey, when are we going to do that again? Right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What did it take to create the content you used to set up the game. How did you how did you come up with that? So I came up with a theme, which locally it was Robin Hood. And then we worked on questions, which would be typical kind of research questions they might have, but hmm. easy ones um, so that they could do them within a few minutes. If they realized okay. which resource they needed to use, they could get the answer very quickly, but using the skills that they would picked up in their training. And that would generate an answer, which would be either one word or one number, which would unlock a document which had the next clue in there. Oh, interesting. That's very cool. I was blessed because someone else in the KM team, Kim, helped me with some of the videos and things to set the whole thing off and get them running. <laughs> so it was it was great. Uh, so this will be a regular thing now, I take it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, do you have any products and or demonstrations and or samples that we could include in the show notes? Um, I don't think so because they were mainly internal ones, okay. sort of. Um, yeah, no, I'm not saying yeah. content-wise, but just framework-wise. Could we see the wireframe or the the steps or procedures it took to produce this? Do you have anything like that? Let me have a think about it and okay. look at yeah. what's possible. Yeah. Because that would be a great example and a template, if you will, of something that someone else could pick up and apply to their own content or their own structure. Yeah. I just think that's a great idea. And it, it sounds like other than the work it took to build it, uh, once you've got the content and the structure and the steps, you know, what unlocks what and figure out those streams of getting to the answer, it's set. Sometimes you just go in and change a question to get a different answer. I mean, that's cool. I Because that becomes a very heavy, experiential, and beneficial way to keep things sharp. Because I got to tell you, anytime you step away from software usage, that knowledge just falls out of your head. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're not using Excel every day, you forget how to do anything in the cells. And in my own world of doing research, you get used to a data system and then it's like when you're not using it heavy, you forget, oh, what did I, how did I do this? You know, so yeah, you're really keeping the pencil sharp. Yep, trying. How big is your KM department and or section? Uh, would be around 10 or 12 of us altogether because our KM section sits within a section of human resources the training and development section. Well, that makes sense. And we have professional development lawyers as well. So how long has the organization, your company, applied knowledge management? 
Is this a recent development? Ooh, there's been some knowledge management around for quite a while. I would guess probably over the last five or six years, it's been more coordinated. And sponsored. Yeah. What's your sponsorship? And I mean, some organizations say they have a KM function, but it's not really well-funded and or resourced. So I'm just curious, at what level of the command structure or the organizational structure does KM represent or get represented? We have good buy-in from our managing partner. So right from the very top, he sees the benefits of collaboration and smarter working. Yeah, we're lucky. Well, I'd have to assume one of your big outcomes of KM, and here's another assumption, because I don't know the lawyer business other than a consumer of lawyer products, but repetitive retention of knowledge has got to be a key ingredient because as lawyers come and go, you know, and those cases set and those litigations and whatever, all that contextual stuff, content, it has to be accessible for the next person, right? I mean, you have to be able to find it and you make it usable. Yeah, it's got to be findable and usable and it needs to be updated as well because the laws are changing daily. I'm thinking about last year with the coronavirus regulations, things were changing two or three times a day. So it's not just knowing something that exists and has existed for a while. It's being able to know how to update whatever you've already got. Is it as much update as transform? Because I can see what you're saying is that as these new laws have a retro effect on the previous history. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, to an extent, or if you've already got a product or a piece of advice, that could be out of date. So it's knowing that you need to check and update to make sure that you're not giving bad advice. Right. Okay, now I get it. I'm a lawyer and somebody comes to me two years ago and says, hey, what should I do in this case? And you're like, oh, well, boom, boom, boom. And then the laws changed and you're like, oh, if those cats are still following that advice, that's bad advice because now the law is different. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that sounds like a full-time job just doing that. Yeah, they've got plenty on their hands keeping up to date. Well, Mandy, thank you for the glimpse inside of your world. The last question I shall ask is what's knowledge management? I think a lot of it's to do with connections. You educate your team, your users, to know about what's available to them and how to use it to the best extent and have them sharing their experiences, maybe improving on something and just growing and keeping that circle going. Constant learning and constant growth. Yeah, yeah. Lifelong learning is very much right in there with KM, yeah. Well, thank you, Mandy. Stay safe in the new world out there and keep us posted on what's happening in your knowledge management domain. Thank you. Because You Need to Know is designed to bring people's experience and their knowledge forward to be shared. I'm Edwin K. Morris, and I thank you for joining in to listen to another conversation 
brought to you as a public service of Pioneer Knowledge Services, a nonprofit tax exempt organization with a charitable knowledge management purpose. Find us online at pioneer ks.org and add your voice to the conversation on Facebook.